Good evening, everybody. Welcome to Detroit Sports Weekly on TMSNXDetroit.themajors.net. I'm Adam Hernandez. With me tonight is Eric Gilson, 734-259-4941, or you can text in at 248-429-7729. There was a little bit of news happening just a couple of hours ago out of uh, the city of Detroit. Um, Apparently, there was a huge power outage that took place um really? <laughs> yeah it took place uh, i guess it knocked out power at the uh, at the coleman a young building it knocked it out at one of the courthouses downtown uh one of the garages at kobo kobo center was knocked out um some street lights were out uh but we got a and we didn't i didn't know how that was going to affect tonight's tigers game because the tigers uh start an eight-game homestand against the uh, Seattle Mariners tonight. So I didn't know how that was going to affect the game tonight. Well, I didn't know whether or not Comerica Park is, uh, is, is out of power or anything like that, but we did have, um, we did have one of our uh, Facebook followers post on our wall. Brandon um, said, according to Action News, uh, Comerica Park, the Detroit Tires game scheduled for tonight is still on. And that the stadium does have power. Um, Brandon says it may be tricky getting there, which I'm sure it will be if there's uh, if there's traffic lights out. If there's, I mean, it's it's already going to be busy going down there anyway because of uh, you know obviously the traffic backups and everything. But uh, yeah, I mean, getting around those surface streets in, in downtown tonight obviously are probably going to be a little tricky, um, considering they're saying that it's going to be probably 24 hours. before power is back up in the city of Detroit in those certain areas. So, again, if you're you're planning on going down to the game tonight, if you haven't left, it's probably too late now. Uh, I believe we have a 7.05 start time for that. Uh, But, yeah, I mean, if you're uh, you're planning on going downtown tonight at any point, again, try to give yourself a little bit of extra time getting down there considering uh, there is that power outage. And uh, try to call ahead too. I know. Um, I know. It, you know. I don't know how phones are going to be if power's down. But um, in some certain cer- in some certain circumstances, phone lines are still uh, able to stay up. You know, if there is a power outage. So you know, if you can call ahead, you know, see what's going on down there, and um, you know, just be- just before you waste the gas money or anything like that going down. Uh, but other than that, though, um, we do have uh, we do have some. Tires games happening this weekend. Like I said, they're back home after a successful road trip where they uh, took two out of three out of the, with the White Sox. They took two out of three against uh, against the Texas Rangers, and those were two hot teams going into that series too. Chicago um, played a great series. I believe they played Boston, and uh, the Texas Rangers too also had a very good. They are also hot going into that series. They were scoring tons of runs. Um, their pitching was, their starting pitching was was excellent, and the Tigers went in there and had 20 runs in the second game, beat uh, and beat up eight to one, I believe, and then they just had a hitting parade on uh, and the and the during the opening series or the opening game against them. So, Tigers are obviously hot right now. They came up a little short the other night. Phil Coke had a bad night, uh, but you know. That's okay though. I mean, it's as long as long as you could go out and as long as you could win the series, that's fine with me. 
like I said, tonight they start of uh, a four-game series with the Seattle Mariners, who last time Seattle was in town, Seattle swept them, which was very, very embarrassing at the time. Um, tonight we've got Fister taking on Justin Verlander. Um, again, 7.05 p.m. from Comerica Park. You can watch this live on Fox Sports Detroit, or you can dial it up on 97.1 The Ticket. Um, tomorrow night's game, Friday night. Make sure you stay around for the fireworks. Uh, we're going to have Eric Bedard taking on Brad Penny. Again, another 7.05 start. Fox Sports Detroit, or 97.1 The Ticket. After that, Saturday's game. We've got, uh, again, another 7.05 start. Fox Sports Detroit. Um, Panetta, who is a very, very good, hard-throwing young pitcher, taking on Max Scherzer. Um, again, Fox Sports Detroit, or 97 won the ticket. And the series finale, 1.05 p.m. Eastern time on Sunday. Uh, Felix Hernandez, their ace, taking on Rick Porcello who's been pitching very, very well for the Tigers lately. So that should definitely be an interesting matchup. Uh, the series finale, 1.05 p.m. Eastern time. Again, Fox Sports Detroit or 97-1 the ticket. Um, so make sure you check out those games. Again, another important series just because the Tigers are still a game and a half back from Cleveland. Cleveland, I believe, is idle tonight uh, so they could get themselves within a game if they're able to beat um, Seattle tonight. And again, they cannot go into this series or they cannot come out of this series um, um, on the losing end of things here. And then on Monday, they have that makeup game with uh, with the Tampa Bay Rays. Um, and I'll just go ahead and I'll give you that uh, that line also. Um, that's going to be 7.05. I don't have a pitching matchup for that yet, so uh, stay tuned for that. But you can watch this on Fox Sports Detroit as well. And after that Tampa Bay matchup, uh, they they have a home series against the Cleveland Indians, so that's definitely going to be an interesting series in itself, considering we're probably going to have, well, I'm going to go ahead and say it. We are going to have a first and second place team. Um, I don't know whether it's going to be Detroit in first place and Cleveland in second place or Cleveland still in first place and Detroit in second place, so that's obviously going to be an important series. And the Tigers have to take care of business this weekend, though, against uh, against. Um, Seattle, just because they need to, you know, they need to put that first series they had against them behind them. They can't worry about that. They are hot right now. They're swinging the bat well. Their starting pitching has been looking very, very good. Um, the bullpen has been looking good. So they need to capitalize on what they've been doing so far against a Seattle team that's not that good. I mean, Seattle. I mean, Seattle's a lot better than what they have been, but still, they're not. There's still nothing. This is a series that you need to win. Um, other than that, though, like I said, uh, the Tigers have put themselves in a good position right now, considering that Cleveland, I believe Cle Cleveland has New York, the Yankees right now. And again, the Yankees have been having a little bit of trouble themselves. But, you know, this is where you need to capitalize on it. Seattle isn't the Yankees. You have the better matchup. You're at home. Cleveland has the Yankees right now, so you need to capitalize on this. The Tigers should be in first place once this series with Seattle is over. Um, other than that, we have a fan question up, too. Um, we're going we're gonna to get to this a little bit later on, uh, and that's, you know, would you support an MLS team, a Major League Soccer team, if Detroit was to get an expansion? 
in Major League Soccer. Would you support them? Let us know. That question right now is posted on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash the Major Zacks, or you can call in 734-259-4941, or you can text in at 248-429-7729. In the meantime, though, we are going to go ahead and take a quick commercial break. This is Detroit Sports Weekly on tmsnxdetroit.themajors.net. We'll be right back. NFL quarterback for the New Orleans Saints, here with Bugs Bunny to remind you to get moving every day. Because when you get moving an hour a day, you fuel your body and your mind. So what do you like to throw around the football like Drew? Skateboard, ride a bike, or dance in your room. Just move it your way. And be a player. Get up and play an hour a day, Doc. Check out how to be a player at letsmove.gov. Head online to get tips on great ways to get moving every day. At letsmove.gov. A message from the Ad Council and HHS. All right, everybody, you can finally stop holding your breath because we are kicking off the new year with the triumphant return of one of iTunes' first 100 podcasts, Detroit Grouty Radio. So join us right here at themajors.net or at grouty.com for all things gross, rowdy, dirty, and nerdy. You can catch us out at our new time Thursday nights at 8 o'clock starting on January 6th. Be there. In 1966 in Anchorage, Alaska, a talented child was born. He would go on to be one out of only 11 Alaskans to make it to the major leagues. The odds of him striking out more than 3,000 hitters? One in 33 million. The odds of this pitcher being selected to the Major League Baseball All-Star Game six times? One in 48 million. The odds of this fastballing philanthropist winning the World Series three times? One in three million. The odds of this man having a child diagnosed with autism? One in 110. Hi, I'm Kurt Schilling. Learn the signs of autism at autismspeaks.org. Autism is getting closer to home. From one in 5,000 only 20 years ago, today one in 110 children are diagnosed. Early diagnosis can make a lifetime of difference. Autism Speaks, it's time to listen. Brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Welcome back, everybody. Detroit Sports Weekly here on TMSNX, the maid or Detroit.themajors.net, 734-259-4941 is the number to call in, or you can text in at 248 
You can always leave us feedback on our Facebook page as well. Facebook.com slash TheMajorsX. Uh, we have our fan question posted on there. And that is, would you support a Detroit MLS soccer team? Um, we have some feedback from Cruz. He says, depends on the name. Um, the Rockers. The Rockers. The Detroit Rockers. <laughs> You remember the Detroit Rockers, Eric? You remember the Detroit Rockers? Yeah, I went to a game before. Did you? Yeah, it was terrible. The Detroit Rockers? Remember the Detroit Neon? No. There's the Detroit. The, what I, about the Detroit Ignition? The Detroit Ignition. I think they're still around, actually. I think they play at, like, Compuware. I think so. Um, But, yeah, there's the Detroit Rockers. Uh, they played at they played at Jolos Arena. They, they, play, have, they, they, they played like at Julio Serena or they played at Kobo. One of the two. I think it was the Joe. I think it was the Joe, too. Uh, Didn't they have like one of the, like, the longest losing streaks in history? I, I don't know. Um, then eventually, they, I think they got bought out. Like The league got bought out. And I don't know if the Rockers were the were first or if it was the Neon. I think it was the Rockers that were first. And then there was the Detroit Neon who played out in Auburn Hills at the Palace. I believe. Uh, but, yeah, that was I, – I actually, I've never been to a Rockers game before. I remember seeing it on TV a couple of times. They had a TV contract? Yeah, yeah. It was on – I don't, I don't. I don't know if it was uh, – I don't, I don't think it was Fox Sports Detroit back then. I think then it was Pass. It's Pass? Yeah, you don't remember Pass. No. Pass was – Pass was around before Fox Sports Detroit. Uh, Passports used to be uh, it, it, Fox Sports Detroit took over Pass basically. Um, was like Pass, Red Wings, like the wide world of sports. No, Pass was the Pass was what carried Red Wings games. I mean, oh. that's what you would watch Red Wings games on. I remember back in the day, like where you know it was like channel almost the same channels, like you know 30, 32, or thirty three. One of those two, or one of those three. Well, who knows? We had like five different cable companies. Yeah, and. Oh, yeah, I remember all the cable companies we had, too. There's like Omnicom or something like that. And it was crazy. But, yeah, I mean, there was, you know, there was Pass, and that's what the Tigers would be on sometimes, and, and the Red Wings. and uh, But, yeah, I mean, I think, yeah, the Rockers were on there a couple times, too, I believe. But, yeah, I, I always, I, I mean, indoor soccer was crazy. I mean, just because it was almost like basketball scoring where you would have a, uh, if you scored from a certain point, it's more than one point. It's like two points or three points or something really? like that. Yeah. That's what I remember. Again, I, w- I was young, though, too, when it came out. I can't believe you remember it. You went to a game? Yeah. Who'd you go with? Friend of yours? Yeah. Um, I don't even remember him, but it was the Griffiths, like Ian Griffiths. And Not that our listeners would know who that yeah, is, yeah. but. but um, <laughs> no, they lived like, they lived a, like across, like. They lived across from Old Charlie. Ah, okay. Old Charlie. There you go. Um, or to old Charlie, if you're listening, surprise you're alive. I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't think Old Charlie's alive anymore. Seven three four two five nine four nine four one. If you're Old Charlie, give us a call. Um, anyways. <laughs> anyways, He's though. Probably too busy collecting hands. Oh, man, yelling at <laughs> yelling at the birds and everything for eating his garden. <laughs> everybody had a neighbor like that when they were younger you know i mean everybody did everybody had that crazy old man that 
you know, don't touch my fence. Don't touch my <laughs> fence. Don't touch my don't touch my garden. Don't do anything <laughs> like that. Everybody had a, everybody had one of those in their neighborhood, and he was ours. Anyway, so <laughs> um, the big news this past week was uh, the Detroit Pistons again making headway. Uh, last week when we were on the air, uh, the the big news was is they introduced uh, Tom Gorse as the new owner of the Detroit Pistons, which was it, which was phenomenal. It was excellent. Um, finally, you know the Pistons have you know an owner that's going to be able to, you know, I'm not going to say open up the checkbook because it just sounds like you know opening up the checkbook you can do basically whatever you want. It sounds like they have an own, they have an owner that wants to own the team because Karen Davidson didn't want to own the team. She didn't want to own it. It was her husband. It was it was the late Bill Davidson. It was his baby. And again, you know, a lot of fans got on Karen Davidson. And you know, when they had the whole Dennis Rodman ceremony, retirement jersey retirement ceremony at the Palace this past season, Karen Davidson got booed, and and I, and I didn't agree with that simply because it was. Again, I mean, she she didn't want to own the team. I mean, a lot of people kind of stumble into something that, you know, that it's just not their thing. And that wasn't her thing. That was her husband's thing. And obviously, it's going to be hers after he after you know Bill Davidson died, which you know was fine. And she wanted to sell it. And and I think and frankly, I think fans should be relieved and happy that she wanted to sell the team and give it to somebody or sell it to somebody that was going to, you know, want to own the team. And she found somebody in Tom Gorse that wants to own the Pistons. It seems like he wants to own the Pistons. And during that press conference um, where they were introducing him as the new owner, he said that, you know, he's going to give John, and he called him Cooster, but it's Cooster, uh, you know, he's going to give him the, you know, he, the benefit of that sit-down meeting. Well, that sit-down meeting happened, mm-hmm. and Cooster, according to Tom Gore, I'm going to say Cooster again, but Cooster, Cooster got the boot. Cooster got fired, as many would expect it to happen. I mean, Cooster, I, first and foremost, I think John Cooster wasn't really given a fair shot. I, yes, he wasn't given a fair shot, but things weren't going to get better for him. He wasn't given a fair shot in the sense that he wasn't given an adequate lineup to work with simply because Joe Dumars couldn't bring, he couldn't bring it in. And it wasn't Joe Dumars' fault really that he couldn't bring anybody in here because he didn't have any money to spend. I mean, when you're going out, when you're, when you're trying to, when you're trying to sell a basketball team, you've got to keep the finances short for a little bit. And that's what the Pistons had to do. They didn't have money to work with. Yeah. Um, and John Custer was one of those hires too, that Joe Dumars was stuck with. Custer was, was hired because Joe Dumars couldn't get the guy that he wanted in here. The guy that he wanted in here was Avery Johnson. That's who we wanted in here. And Avery Johnson was going to cost the team too much money. Um, and then, like I said, John Kuster too, he wasn't a head coach prior to this. He was an assistant in Cleveland. He was an assistant in Detroit during the 2004 championship team. And... Obviously, it didn't work out. And again, you know what? John Kuster, he certainly had his own mistakes. I'm not letting Kuster off the hook totally here. Kuster was at fault for, you know, a good portion of what happened during his time as head coach. 
But I think a lot of fans were, you know, were unfair in the sense that, you know, they blamed almost everything on Kuster when it wasn't always his fault. When uh, the, the players didn't show up to practice. Exactly. I mean, you're a professional athlete. Get over yourself. Exactly. You're getting paid millions of dollars to play basketball. You need to show up to practice. Show, show, at least show the man some respect. Exactly. Exactly. And and the players that were doing that were veterans. Like well, not only like Tayshon. Well, there and, were there were some veterans in there, like Tayshon Prince, who again, I you know, I, Tayshon disappointed me. But then there was other veterans in there too, um, like Tracy McGrady. Tracy McGrady. You know what? I, I lost respect for Tracy McGrady when he did that because of him. You know, it was Joe Dumars that gave him a shot when nobody else wanted Tracy McGrady in the in the NBA. They thought he was broken down. They thought he was a corpse. And nobody wanted to take a chance on him. Joe Dumars did take a chance on him. He gave him a shot, and it was because of Joe Dumars. And, it was, and in a sense, too, it was because of John Kuster who played him that, you know, Tracy McGrady was able to show the rest of the league that he still can play in the NBA. And I don't think Joe Dumars deserved that from Tracy McGrady. And then there was a lot of other guys in there, like a, like a Rodney Stuckey or an Austin Day, who didn't show up as well. And it's like, who, what have you done in the NBA? What has Rodney Stuckey ever done in the NBA to warrant that type of behavior? He has done absolutely nothing. Isn't like Ben Gordon had like the flu or something or missed the bus? Uh, no, Ben Gordon was there. That was uh, that was Rip Hamilton, oh. that I believed was sick or something like that. And then, and then Ben Wallace wasn't there because of his brother guy, which is obviously understandable. Uh, but other than that, um, the Pistons are now looking for a new head coach, and as it turns out today, uh, the Pistons got permission to interview. Bucks assistant head coach Kelvin Sampson, and a lot of a lot of the fans on the Facebook page were not happy about this news. They didn't like this. Um, Andy says, "Why are they desperate?" William said, "No, no, 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 no." Uh, Rob says, "What the fuck?" Um, Ryan says, "Joe does know that there are coaches available outside the Central Division, right?" Curry, Kuster, now Samson, please. Um, our own Tony from uh, San Diego, Major SoCal, and Around the Diamond uh, said, did he text his availability? And then Cruz says, no, I want to cry. Um, now, again, I mean, this isn't a, this isn't a, sure, a, a certainty that they're going to get um, Kelvin Sampson to coach the team. I. Uh, what coaches are available to hire? Well, the <laughs> ones the ones that the Pistons are interested in is um, Lawrence Frank, another assistant coach for uh, the Boston Celtics. They're also looking at former Piston, former bad boy Bill Lambeer. Bill Lambeer's uh, um, right now he's an assistant with the Minnesota Timberwolves. I heard like something about Isaiah, but I'll get to Isaiah in a second. Um, but okay. Bill Lambeer. Uh, he is a, uh, like I said, he's an assistant right now at the Minnesota Timberwolves. Um, prior to that, he was a head coach with the Detroit Shock. Um, oh obviously, obviously <laughs> things are going to be a little different uh, between the WNBA and the NBA. 
he what, is getting actually watch. Well, yeah, that too. But he is getting some. <laughs> uh, he is getting some experience right now coaching in the NBA, and you know, I mean, I wouldn't. I guess if they did hire Bill Lambeer, I wouldn't have a big problem with it. Um, I like Bill Lambeer's intensity. Uh, I, I think he will demand the respect that John Kuster didn't get. Um, quite frankly, if he didn't get it, he'd probably be, try to kick whoever's ass who wasn't giving him respect. Sold. Get <laughs> um, Any coach that can kick the ass of his players. You know that, that that's an awesome. <laughs> well, I Bill Lambeer's that guy. He can do that. Um, there's also Mike Woodson, who uh, who was another former assistant for. I'm looking this guy up. Uh, you, you know Bill Lambeer. Well, you well you were young. I mean, when they're in the Bad Boys era, you were just born. So, uh, but again, like I said, there's Mike Woodson too, former assistant under Larry Brown, in 2004 Detroit Pistons. Um, he was most recently a head coach for. Also, the, uh, that's the white guy in the bad boys picture. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> Mike Woodson, though, he was formerly a coach of uh, the Atlanta oh, Hawks, who uh, turned that team around. Again, Mike Woodson is another hire that I wouldn't be um, totally dissatisfied with. Now, you mentioned Isaiah Thomas, uh, Eric. and is Isaiah coaching, like, uh, college team in Florida or something? He currently coaches Florida International, and um, Isaiah Thomas is one that they need to steer clear of. Okay. Isaiah Thomas is a guy that I do not want seen coaching at this level ever. Not with the Pistons. Um, he he did. He had two coaching stints in the NBA in Indiana and the, with and with the New York Knicks. Didn't do well with those teams at all. He had a, he held front office positions with the New York Knicks and the Toronto Raptors. Didn't do well with them at all. A lot of New York Knicks fans see Isaiah Thomas in the same limelight that uh, Lions fans see Matt Millen. Ew. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And he's not doing well with Florida International either. He has a very, very poor record with Florida International. Um, It was ESPN, the ones that broke, um, that the Pistons were interested. They had Isaiah Thomas on their shortlist. However, the New York Post came out and said that... um, the Pistons have no interest in bringing Isaiah Thomas on board as their head coach, um, mainly because Joe Dumars doesn't want to uh, um, endanger the friendship that he has with Isaiah Thomas because obviously they were both teammates. They were both on the Bad Boy Pistons. They won championships together. And quite frankly, if Joe Dumars was to hire Isaiah Thomas, he'd be firing him soon after that. Um, another interesting thing, too, is... Uh, is Tom Gores has given Joe Dumars three years to turn around this team, to turn around the Detroit Pistons. And quite frankly, I'm, I'm okay with that. I think that's fine. Now, three years is a long time, but a lot of fans have kind of lost, lost perspective, though, with Joe Dumars. Um, let's, let's remember what Joe Dumars has done here in Detroit. He's won a championship with them in two, back in 2004. He, he sh, he, they should have won the championship in 2005 if Rashid was, you know, was, you know. Doing something. Well, if he was uh, minding his, his, his guarding assignments there, his defensive assignments. Um, and then he, he, he was behind the, you know, taking the teams to, uh, you know, consecutive Eastern Conference finals here. Now, again, he hasn't had a whole lot of luck in the draft. Obviously, 
you know, the Darko pick was a huge, huge uh, blunder on his part. Um, I think it's time to get over that, though. I think it is, too, in a sense, just because they won the championship that year. Uh, and if they didn't draft Darko, if they did go ahead and draft Dwayne Wade, you can't go out and say that they would have won other championships or more championships, or you can't say they would have won that championship if Dwayne Wade was on the team. We don't know that. Um, but he has had success on the free agent market, and he's had success making trades. And I know people are going to bring up, okay, oh, well, what happened with the Chauncey Billups for Allen Iverson? That was strictly a business move. That was they a salary dump. It was a salary dump. They weren't going to win with Chauncey Billups on the team anymore, and they had to bring Allen Iverson in to spark some life into this team. Obviously, that backfired on him, but still, it was something that had to be done. Now, you could go on and you could talk about the free agent signings of Ben Gordon, Charlie Villanueva. Look, again, more moves that had to be made, or moves that Joe Dumars had no other choice in making. He wasn't going out there and making a run at, the, at any of the big-time free agents out there. He did what he could with what he had. He didn't have a whole lot of money to spend, again, because the team was in the process of looking for a new owner. Would you say that basketball would be the, I don't want to say easiest sport, but quickest sport in a team to turn around? Uh, yes. I would say one of one of the quickest teams, quite frankly, because it's, if you have one or two, if you have one superstar on your team and a couple of good complementary players, then you're pretty much set. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I'm not saying it's totally easy. Football is another one too. Football, are, they're on both ends of the spectrum here as far as as far as roster size. Obviously, basketball is a very very short roster size. Yeah. Football is a very large one. But football is one of those is is something too in the NFL where you can turn your team around rather quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, you, the Miami Dolphins are a perfect example of that. Uh, the Tampa Bay Bucks are a perfect example of that. Um, and even in basketball, too. I mean, look what Cleveland did when they had LeBron. Yeah. Now, when they have a superstar, they're contenders. When they lose that superstar, you're, you know, setting a record for consecutive games lost. Um, other than that, though, yeah, I think, you know, you also need to have a general manager that knows what he's doing. If you don't, then obviously that's going to put you behind. Seven three four two five nine. 4941 is the number to call in, though. Are you going to say something? No. Okay. Um, You know what, though? We are kind of behind here. We're going to go ahead and take another quick commercial break. This is Detroit Sports Weekly on TMSNX Detroit. That the majors. We will be right back. I wasn't going to school because I was just making money stealing cars. Well, I was 10 when I first got involved with drugs. I skipped school because, you know, nobody cared. When I first got pregnant, school was not important to me, so I dropped out. I just thought the only way I can make something out of my life is that if I get an education. I still need to go to school to make, make it for myself. Stay in school. Give yourself a chance. I think I'm happier now. I know I'm happier now. A public service message brought to you by the U.S. Army and the Ad Council.
guys, it's Carl Edwards here for RAD, the entertainment industry's voice for road safety. You want to make a difference? It's simple. Be responsible. Plan ahead. Designate before you celebrate. Friends don't let friends drive drunk. A public service message brought to you by the U.S. Department of Transportation, RAD, the National Association of Broadcasters, and the Ad Council. People have all kinds of excuses for not saving energy. I didn't plug it in. I'll turn it off later. It's not my music. It's just one phone charger. So um, we don't have those Energy Star appliances. So that old window leaks. How much energy and money could the new ones really save? Maybe it's time to stop making excuses and start doing some simple things to save the energy and resources we can. Because a little here and a little there can add up to a lot later. And you just never know what people will need in the future. My name is Sarah. And I'm going to get started today. We can all help save more energy for tomorrow. What's your excuse? For more energy-saving tips that also save money, visit loseyourexcuse.gov parents. This message is brought to you by the U.S. Department of Energy, the Ad Council, and the station. This is a Majors Live update. I'm Adam Hernandez. The Oakland Athletics fired manager Bob Guerin on Thursday in the midst of a nine-game losing streak that has sent them tumbling to the bottom of the AL West standings. It felt like at this point a change was necessary, general manager Billy Bean said. It got to the point where the emphasis was on the status of the manager on a daily basis and no longer on the field. When that starts to happen, you need to shift the focus to what's really important, which is performance. That's how we came to this decision. Former Arizona manager and Detroit Tiger Bob Melvin will take over for the rest of the season as an interim manager in the first midseason managerial change for the organization in a quarter century. College football news, Terrell Pryor isn't interested in playing in the Canadian Football League. He's also not interested in speaking to the NCAA. The former Ohio State quarterback announced Tuesday he will not return to Ohio State for his senior season in the wake of an NCAA suspension and ongoing investigation. The Saskatchewan Rough Riders own the CFL negotiating rights to Pryor and had extended him a tentative offer. They sent the package last night. I forwarded it to Terrell, and Terrell said that he wasn't interested today. Pryor's attorney, Larry James, said Thursday. James also said that Pryor will no longer cooperate with the NCAA investigators looking into Ohio State's football program, ex-players, and current players. Yankees reliever Joe Chamberlain has torn has a torn ligament in his right elbow, likely ending his season and requiring Tommy John surgery. The Yankees announced the injury before thir- Tuesday, Thursday night's game against Boston. A test earlier in the day revealed the tear. New York put Chamberlain on the 15-day disabled list Wednesday with a stiff elbow. Chamberlain and the Yankees said they were stunned when the exam showed the severity of the injury. And in one final NBA note, Allen Iverson wants to keep his passport at home. Ten years after he ruled the NBA as the cornrow-wearing ink-stained MVP who led the Philadelphia 76ers to the finals, Iverson has his eyes on a comeback. 
He is determined to end a career possibly destined for the Hall of Fame in the NBA, not in some faraway country where brief YouTube clips are the only way to stay updated on the four-time scoring champion. For more, check out themajors.net. In the meantime, we'll get back to Detroit Sports Weekly. I am Adam Hernandez. Welcome back, everybody, to Detroit Sports Weekly on TMSNXDetroit.themajors.net. I'm Adam Hernandez here with Eric Gilson. Hello. Calling number 734-259-4941. You can text in at 248-429-7729. We had to do a little bit of Tigers right now. Um, they are in action right now against the Seattle Mariners starting a weekend series after coming off a very, very, very successful road trip, as we discussed at the top of the show. Um whether you know a big portion of their success on the road though uh, was in part because of what they a lot of their younger players have been doing um, you look at a lot of these players like a Brennan Bosch an Andy Dirks a Danny Worth uh, who have really 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 stepped up uh, Don Kelly as well who have really stepped up their game and have been having tremendous success so far. Now, again, on the surface, that is that is that is phenomenal. However, when you look at the long-term success of this team this season, I mean, is that a worry? I mean, because you have to figure that this may this probably isn't going to last the entire season. You're not going to be able to depend on Andy Dirks to keep on doing what he's doing and, and a perfect example of that is what happened with Brennan Bosch last season Brennan Bosch was phenomenal the first half of the season I mean left-handed I mean left-handed pitchers could not solve him however the second half of the season he couldn't he couldn't hit a beach ball he couldn't hit a ball if you put it on a tee and I don't know I mean again and I'm not knocking this team right now I'm just saying that they're going to need a consistent performance from their from their everyday players. They're going to need consistent performance from Miguel Cabrera. They're going to need it from Victor Martinez. They're going to need it from you know Brandon Inge if he if you know when he does come back from mononucleosis, which is which is crazy. What the hell is mononucleosis? Mono. Oh, yeah, and, and I, then, <laughs> you just use the actual medical term. Yeah, oh, mononucleosis, mono. Um, but yeah, I I could I could attest to that mono is is horrible. It, I I had it before and it was it, it it knocks you on your ass, and it's it's not fun at all. So you know, 
if Brandon Inge is going through what I had to go through when I had mono, then you know he's probably not going to be back for um, a few weeks. He's like, Eric, can you get me some soup? It sucked. It sucked. Um, But like I said, and they're also going to need it, obviously, too, from their pitching staff. And their pitching staff is something that has obviously been a strength for them this season. Uh, Justin Verlander has been phenomenal this year so far. Uh, Rick Porcello has been throwing very, very well recently, too. Uh, Max Scherzer, um, as of late, hasn't been pitching well at all. But I'm not worried about Max Scherzer yet. I think he'll be fine. I think he'll be fine going forward. Uh, Brad Penny, he's, um, again, you you can't ask too much out of Brad Penny. He's obviously a, a, a late of the rotation, an end of the rotation type of guy. He's, he's your fourth or fifth guy. And I think Brad Penny's been all right so far this season. He's definitely a lot better than their other option they had at the beginning of the year when they were, you know, trying to determine whether or not they wanted to give that position to Brad Penny or Armando Galarraga and it seemed like Dave Dombrowski right now has made the right decision since Armando Galarraga isn't even on a major league roster right now. He's on the Arizona Diamondbacks farm team. And then Phil Coke. Phil Coke uh, had the uh, had the injury I believe it was to his ankle. Came back last night. Did not have a did not pitch well at all last night. I believe he went five innings gave up six earned runs um, and Phil Co- Phil Coke has been a question mark in the rotation um, for the entire season. I never agreed that the Tigers should put Phil Coke in the rotation. I loved when he was coming out of the bullpen. Um, I loved, I liked it. I liked Phil Coke out of the bullpen more so, actually a lot more than him in the rotation. Um, they went out though. They got David Percy for uh, Scott Sizemore. Uh, so obviously, it's it looks like Phil Coke is going to be in the Tigers' rotation for a long time. Um, seven three four two five nine four nine four one. Or you can text net two four eight four two nine seven seven two nine. Let me know what you think about the Tigers. I mean, obviously they're 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 on a hot streak right now. Hopefully, you know they can keep this going. They can be consistent with with uh, with winning games. You know, hopefully they don't go on another big losing streak where. You know, they, they get swept by, you know, Seattle or they, you know, they lose, you know, three games out of four in this series. Hopefully that doesn't happen. I don't want to see that happening. Um, so, again, we'll, we'll, we'll have to see what happens. Hopefully the Tigers can keep it up. I, I really do think that they're the best team in the AL Central right now. And they should be. They should win the AL Central. They need to win the AL Central. And, and, I'm, and I'm almost tempted to say that the Tigers... It's playoffs or bust for the Tigers. If the Tigers don't make the playoffs this season, then I'm, I'll be very, very much inclined to say that it's time to move on from Jim Leland and Dave Dombrowski. And I've been a tremendous, tremendous Jim Leland supporter uh, during his time with the Tigers. Uh, so like I said, 734-259-4941. You can text in at 248-429-7729. Leave us feedback on that Facebook page as well, facebook.com slash the majors x uh we've got grouty radio coming up next eight o'clock p.m eastern time right here on or on the majors.net or grouty.com so make sure you stay tuned for that we do have some other stuff that we need to get to though um first of all our fan question i posted our fan question 
and we asked the question at the top of the show, would you support an MLS team in the city of Detroit uh, or in the Metro Detroit area? Because the owner of the Silverdome, um, and I don't have the name in front of me, it's a, it's, it's a name that I would, uh, I would definitely probably butcher. Uh, no, you asked me to try to do it. <laughs> I but, butcher Adam's name. But um, they submitted a bid, or they submitted an application for an MLS expansion team. Now, MLS, Major League Soccer, has, in my opinion, done pretty well for themselves. They're still around. They have, Eric, how many franchises do you think that MLS has right now? Uh, 12. No, higher. Really? Yes. Um, I know, I, I can think of a couple teams off the top of my head, what, 15, 16? Higher. 24. Lower. 20. Try 19. Wow. 19 franchises. Uh, that's a, that's a lot. That's a, that's a lot more. Yeah, because I mean, there's the LA Galaxy. Oh, there's tons. There's, there's the, the LA Galaxy. Fire. Yes, there's, there's. 19 teams. Yeah. They just, you know, they, they have expansion teams. They just got one in Seattle. Uh, there's an expansion team coming out in, um, in Montreal. They just had an expansion team in. Oh, so they're going, like, they're, it's all of North America. In Kansas City. Yeah. They have three teams in Canada. They have oh. Vancouver. They have Toronto. And now they have Montreal. Okay. So they're doing pretty well for themselves. Yeah. Um, and, when, and when MLS first came out, when they first, you know, um, Debuted in the United States, and they've always been a United States, uh, you know, soccer league. And still, MLS is is still nowhere in compared comparison to the English mm-hmm. Premier League. They're, Barcelona and Manchester United. Yeah, they're, they're no, nothing like that. But it is a professional soccer league, a professional outdoor soccer league, where you you do have some some notable players. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, David Beckham is. Um, is uh, playing. What team, was, what team was he on over in? He was uh, on um, Real Madrid, and he also was on uh, Manchester United. Um, but, and then you have like a player like Landon Donovan too, who's probably the most well-known American player. Uh, but like I said, Detroit submitting an application to get an MLS franchise. Now, there is going to be. A 20th team in MLS. However, Major League Soccer says they want that 20th team to be the second a second team in in New York City. Okay. New York City already has uh, uh, New York Red Bull or Red Bull New York, however you want to say it, um, you know, formerly known as the Metro Stars. But they want to add a second team in New York now. Whether or not they're going to be the 21st franchise, Detroit. Is still yet to be seen. Now there is some criteria that MLS requires. requires. Now they want an ownership with deep pockets who's going to be able to contribute money, which it seems like the owner of the Silver Dome has. They want a soccer team here. Obviously, if they didn't want one, they wouldn't have submitted the application. They want a facility that's going to be able to dedicate the entire facility to a soccer team, which there's nothing else going on at the Silver Dome right now. But now, granted, the Silver Dome isn't in a prime location. Pontiac isn't a prime destination. I mean, it's kind of shitty in Pontiac. Um, but they have a huge parking lot. They'd able, 
that the best ever, tailgating that, that, parking lot ever. That yeah, exactly. That the that the MLS franchise can control. They, they can put like 15 soccer uh, fields on the that parking lot. Yeah. Um, what else do we have here? Let me. I'm, I'm gonna bring up the actual list here. It's on our website, detroit.themajors.net. Would I support it? Yes, I would support it. I just, I just don't see it happening because, like, probably another criteria is getting fans to go, and right now it's it was hard to sell out Pistons games. Well, the thing is here is Eric is uh, the third requirement they need is a healthy media market. Now Detroit is obviously a huge, huge sports yes. market. Um, they've got a big media here, so that was that's another one. Now they also wanted a strong soccer fan base. Now last uh, last Friday there was a there was a Gold Cup match held at Ford Field between the United States and Canada. Uh-huh. The United States ended up winning that two to nothing. There were thirty thousand fans at Ford Field to watch this, um, and Detroit presents a very very interesting because um, I know soccer is very popular around us right now, like right here. In terms of the city, like Canton, yeah. <laughs> well, like, yeah, uh, it, it's popular in Canton, but uh, that's that's what I mean. It's like with all like the young because Canton and Plymouth is just riddled with young kids. Oh sure, I mean yeah, it's it is it is very very popular in in the Canton area. Yeah, exactly. But we got the, the Canton Cup, which is huge. Yeah, and I mean as far as the city of Detroit though, is the Metro Detroit area, it'd be very very interesting for MLS, um, frankly because. Of the proximity to Canada. Now, if you were to put a MLS franchise in the city of Detroit, you could get a lot of fans coming from southern Ontario. Now, I know there's Toronto FC, and you're going to be able to get probably all of Windsor to support that Detroit franchise. And I'm sure you'll be able to get teams up to about where, you know, London, because London's halfway to Toronto from Detroit. It's London, Ontario, not London, England. Uh, but again, you know, it's 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 very very intriguing for MLS. Now I hope I hope Detroit can get it because you know what, I'm not a hu- I'm not a huge soccer fan. I would consider myself a soccer fan. But I just watched the World Cup when Poland plays Germany when they have to have barbed wire on the fence. But you know what? I mean, it would be a Detroit professional franchise here. Yeah, and that would be cool. I would love to see that happen. You know what? I would go to games. I absolutely would go to games. Now, if it was in Pontiac, I probably wouldn't go to as many games as if it was in Detroit. I mean, yeah, if I was given a ticket, I'd probably go. Yeah, I mean, it would be it would be fun. I mean, I'd, I'd love to go and check it out. But I mean, that's the that's the fan question seven three four two five nine four nine four one. Texting at two four eight four two nine seven seven two nine. Um. But you know, and, and we're gonna kind of go off a little bit here, but. And that's kind of what they're talking about with the CFL, too. I remember hearing rumblings around, uh, you know, throughout the Internet that, you know, the CFL was potentially looking into Detroit and having a CFL franchise there, which would actually get into CFL then, which would be which would be interesting for a lot of the same reasons that an MLS soccer team would be interesting just because of the proximity to Canada. Now, Detroit is. Obviously, it's north of Windsor, which this is Detroit's the only city to be north of another Canadian city. But I mean, it's—I don't know. I mean, it, again, I would support a CFL franchise if I were here. 
I think I think that'd be cool. But well, I've always said I would like to see the CFL become like a minor league for. Yeah, I would. NFL. I would like to see that. And, I mean, it kind of is, but yeah, you know. <laughs> but like instead of having like the practice squad, you could just send them down. To yeah. Uh, Canada, Detroit. Canada, the CFL would never go I for know. that though, unless the NFL were to buy them out. I mean, hell, the NFL's already showing CFL games at NFL Network. So, um, but you know what? This this brings us to our next topic though, and that's the Detroit Lions. Um, Detroit Lions um, still holding player organized workouts right now at Detroit Country Day High School. Um, they held they held a series of um, a few weeks ago, uh, and they're holding them now. Um, one thing to take out of this right now is the absence of two players. Ndamukin Sue and Nick, and Nick Fairley didn't attend the first set of workouts, and they haven't attended the second ones either. Now, Nick Fairley, I guess he's um, he's taking care of some family things right now. You know, he's had um, he still had a bunch of things to do with um, Auburn because of the recent national championship. Uh-huh. Like the, is- I think last week they visited the White House. I think, I think they visited the White House yesterday, actually. Oh, okay. Um, but Or today, maybe. Uh, One of the two. Anyways, go ahead. He's, and I think Ndamukong Sue, I think, is the last person you need to worry about on the team working out. Well, Ndamukong Sue, do you he, know what Ndamukong Sue is doing right now? The Gumball 3000? Yes. <laughs> Which I don't know if um, I'm, I'm agreeing with that. Um, if you don't know what that is, they go they, watch Jackass. Yeah, go yeah, go watch Jackass. <laughs> oh yeah, the Jackass guys did it. So <laughs> I think we could say enough about that. It's a race throughout Europe. And well, at least we know he can't get mugged. Yeah, <laughs> and that's well, that's one thing you got to worry about there is getting mugged and getting robbed on the circuit there. But yeah, he's doing the Gumball Three Thousand Dominican Sue. And he was committed to it before, you know, the player organized workouts were, you know, arranged. But I mean, and he's also he's also coming off a he's had sh- shoulder surgery this offseason. Yes, and you know what? I'm not I'm not going to worry too much about Ndamukong Sue because a lot of people were making a big deal about it last year when he was holding out, and he came out and, and straight and just dominated. dominated. Yeah, the the NFL on for one a shoulder. Yes. Now, Nick Fairley is another it's, is another matter. Yes, I would like to see him work out. I know he has some personal business to deal with and other business, prior business with Auburn. But you know what, though? He's now with the Detroit Lions. He should be going to these organized exactly. workouts. You know what? I'm not, I'm not totally sold on the Auburn thing anymore. You're not part of Auburn yeah. anymore. You're a Detroit Lion now, and I know you don't have a contract yet or anything like that, but you will have a contract. And sure, you're, this defensive line is good on paper. Uh huh, and you know what? I, again, if he has family problems, then you know that's something I'd be I'd be ready to push aside. You know, that's that's a, not pushes not to push aside the family problems. I'd be ready to say, okay, that's fine. You deal, you 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 do what you have to do with the family. I mean, that's that's perfectly cool. But if you're missing time for, you know, to attend events with Auburn, now again, okay, if you want to do the White House thing, that's fine. But I mean, you miss the first set of practices. And you're missing the second set now. And what was the big question surrounding Nick Fairley? Uh, ethic. His work, work ethic. Work ethic. And now, I mean, I'm I, again. I'm not. I'm not worried about this at all. It's just something I wish he did. I wish he. I wish he went to the first set of practices at mm-hmm. least. Now, again, I'm like I said. I'm not going to worry about it. I'm not. I'm not worried about Ndamukong Sue. 
I'm really not that worried about Nick Fairley coming in. I think that they're going to be fine. I Who just are you worried about? I just, I just, wa- I just want to see them at these workouts. Okay. You, you look like you're about to say you're worried about someone. I'm not. No, I'm not worried about anyone. They only, they, the only person I'm worried about is probably Matthew Stafford. And he's going. Um, and he, well, I, he's there. He's working with Titus Young. They and said. Chris Draper. And Chris Draper. He's throwing <laughs> passes to Chris Draper. Uh, but yeah, I'm not. I mean, I'm not. I'm not worried about. You know, I'm not. Like I said, I'm not really worried about it. I'm. I'm not really worried about Matthew Stafford either. I think Matthew Stafford's going to be fine. Um, yeah, look at all that bulk he's built up. Yeah, and whatever. <laughs> but like I said, I just, I just, I would just like to see Sue and Fairley there working with the team. I know they're working out on their own. You know, Sue was working out with, you know, in Nebraska at the University of Nebraska, and I'm gonna get your Detroit. He's Come working work, out with Donkey Kong. Work, work out, work out with your Lions teammates. You know, no. fair is that fair? Yes. Anyways, do you have anything you want to add to uh, to this? Just I'm not worried. Can't because Kyle Vandenbosch is that kind of leader who will get on your ass if you're not doing what you're supposed to do. That's what we should we should give we should give KVB a call and ask him if if if, like, if, if if he's worried then I'm worried if he's not worried then I'm not worried. I'll call him like, what's up, Kyle? How, how, <laughs> how's those workouts going? How's the team? If he's like, I, I you know, it would be a lot better if Sue and Fairley were here, yeah, then I would yeah. be worried about it. But, yeah, <laughs> I, I, you know what? I'm, gonna, I'm uh, after the show. I'll give KVB a call. Dominic Riola did speak with the media, though. He said he wasn't. He said that's fine. It's so it's okay. That Dom, not Dom's here. probably like, oh, good. I don't have to go against Sue for this <laughs> these practices. <laughs> Do you think they're having contact there? Contact? They're probably at like half speed. Half speed. I know they're using. You see the ropes that they're using? Yeah. Did you ever use those? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not the way they were using it. Because they're they're almost using them like jump ropes. Almost. I know. <laughs> What would you guys do? Use those for? Would you just? We would get like three people and we would like, like tie each other to it, like around our shoulders and stuff, and run. Because those those ropes are heavy as hell. Well, they look heavy as hell. Um, and so we would run with them. Uh, but other than that, the, um, yeah, like I said, I'm not worried though. Not worried at all. Uh, I'm trying to think of what else I was going to comment about with the uh, with the Detroit Lions and their workouts. And the Calistore tattoo. Yeah, I, I, that was on our website. Mikel Lashore got a tattoo of, a, of the Lions logo with the date he was drafted, which is it's fine. Again, I like the dedication, but all I'm saying is if he's not on the Lions for his entire career, can you imagine what that would look like when he's if, if he plays for Green Bay or Chicago or the Vikings? <laughs> I wonder, wouldn't that look kind of weird? I mean, imagine, imagine if... Uh, Imagine if um, we didn't get Javid Best. Say we got him through trade instead of uh, instead of the draft, and say we traded uh, we we had a trade with the Oakland Raiders or something and got him from there, and he had a big Raiders tattoo on his arm. I'd make him get rid of it. I'd call him up too. Everyone's been down. <laughs> but I don't know. Like I said, it's it's nice to see Lashore that type of dedication, that type of. And again, he, he got the date. It's kind of a paying homage to the team that drafted him, giving him the chance. Don't touch that. Don't touch it. It's hot, isn't it? No, not anymore. Let me see it. It is. Well, I just unplugged it. It works right now. I'm talking about my 
frayed we're, power cord to my just, laptop here. We're just having some shenanigans yep. in the studio. Um, anyways, though, like I said, um, but yeah, check. You could, we have a picture of Lashore's uh, tattoo on our uh, on our uh, website, Detroit.themayors.net, which you're listening to us right now on. Um, would you get a Would you get a Canton Chiefs tattoo? No. <laughs> would I get a Salem tattoo? No. Would I get a Pony tattoo? Maybe. Would you get a Central tattoo? No. Central CMU chips it, tattoo? It, if I played football there? Yes. Would you? I'd probably get something, but not. It's like a just like a CMU on your arm or something. Yeah, I'd probably like with my number or something. But do I remember uh, who, who was that? Who was our Jake Long? But, no, not Jake Long. Who was that defensive tackle we used to have with the Lions? We got him from USC. Oh, um, a couple of years. He plays for um, the Orleans now. Um, Sean Cody. Sean Cody. Yep, I remember he had an SC tattoo on his arm. Anyways, though. Uh, we're gonna move. We're we're just about done here with uh, with this edition of Detroit Source Week. Like I said, we've got Rowdy Radio coming up next, eight o'clock p.m. on the Majors.net. Um, Red Wings. Obviously, Eric talked about. He mentioned Chris Draper at the Lions workouts. Now he's not training to uh, play for the Lions next season. Although he did run a passing route with Matthew Stafford, which we have the video up on our Facebook page. We do. Yeah, you <laughs> could, you could check that out. And he caught it. He, he ran it pretty well. And, Caught the pass and speaking of videos with Matthew Stafford, did you ever see that? It was like Jimmy Kimmel live. It was like some late night talk show where they go to the Lions training <laughs> yeah. camp. Yeah, that's that's. I, I thought that was that. awesome. It was funny. Yeah, and Stafford whips the ball at the guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I remember that. Um, but Chris Draper, obviously, uh, he's still hoping to return with the Red Wings. He wants to play another year. Um, he said he's going to know from Ken Holland probably next week sometime and whether or not Ken Holland's going to offer him a contract uh, to play next season. Um, now, Ken Holland, is, uh, Ken Holland has some decisions to make on what he wants to do because he does have some free agents that, you know, some of his own free agents that he might want to bring back, like we talked about a couple weeks ago when we're going over the Red Wings free agents. Um, he has to decide about, you know, if he wants to bring back uh, Drew Miller, Patrick Eves. If he wants to bring back both of them, one of them. And if one of them, which one? But Chris Draper said something interesting today. He said that he can't picture himself playing with for any other team other than the Red Wings. And he basically said if, if Ken Holland doesn't offer him a contract, then he's going to retire. Which, um, to tell you the truth, I could almost see him, Ken Holland, offer him, offering Draper a contract that he offered Malpe last season. Is there a veterans minimum in hockey? I believe I believe there is. Um, but I could see them offering, like I said, Draper a a two-way contract what they offered Malpe last season, which basically means he would start the season out if he didn't win a position in, uh, in training camp. He would start the season out in Grand Rapids, which is something that Draper said himself that he doesn't want to do. Now, I still think Draper could serve a purpose on this team. I think he adds depth still. Um, I like him on the power play. I like him on face-offs. Uh, but like I said, I think I think the Wings are probably going to uh, probably are probably going to move on from Chris Draper, and Chris, we're going to probably see Chris Draper um, decide that he's going to retire within the next couple of weeks. That's my prediction after seeing what has happened um, the past the past week. So, but it is. I mean, Draper's shown that he wants to stay. 
And he, he very well could. I mean, he very well could get that contract from Ken Holland. And um, who knows? We'll have to see what happens. Like I said, Chris Draper, we'll, we'll find out next week probably. Um, other than that, though, um, hopefully Sue doesn't get mugged. Hopefully he doesn't. But we're going to that's <laughs> That's what we're going to. We're gonna we're, <laughs> we're gonna, gonna end we're, on that. We're gonna end it on that. Hopefully Sue doesn't get mugged and doing the gumball was it gumball three thousand? Yep. He's doing it with some like um, other NFL player, I think are, is he? Are on a other football player. I think know. I heard that. Anyways though. Hope um, they don't get mugged. <laughs> we'll be back at you again next week. Um, same kind of same place. Same time, same place. And uh, other than that, I hope everybody has a good weekend. Stay tuned for Grad Radio coming up next on over on the majors.net. For Eric, I'm Adam saying we'll see you next time. See you.